You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi there, family. Welcome back to Cashing Our Trillions. I'm your host, Yvonne So. I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom of three boys, and this podcast is a space to value the trillion-dollar economy of unpaid labor shouldered by moms. In this episode, I'm going to attempt to demystify Web3 for y'all. In my first episode, my guest, Reshma Shojani of Moms First, spoke about how moms had to stay current and get involved and mobilize in new spaces. She also spoke about her involvement in ChoiceDAO, a global Web3 community of activists solely dedicated to fund and engage in the fight for reproductive rights. At its core, Web3 is the read, write, own upgrade of the internet. In our current Web2 version of the internet, we are creating, sharing, and commenting, but we're beholden to the algorithms of the big data companies or some type of central authority for monetization. Web3 decentralizes or removes control from central authorities and hands it to the masses. Decentralization means content creators, artists, and internet users in general can cut out the middleman and transact business peer-to-peer. This is why there is so much buzz about the potential of Web3 to propel women forward. This next iteration of the internet has the ability to provide us a platform for true ownership, financial freedom, and community. But first, we need to understand it, 
adopt it, and get involved. And who better to bring on and explain this space than a mom who has been doing just that, creating a community by and for moms in Web3. My guest today is Sarah Monson, the founder and CEO of Gen X NFTs, who is here to usher in 65 million plus Gen X 80s kids and those who wish they were into Web3 through relatable education and core memories from childhood. So first, Sarah's going to walk us through some basic terminology you've heard thrown around, you know, like crypto, the metaverse, NFTs, and hopefully through this next half hour, our conversation helps you understand the space better so moms can also get involved and find community in the world of Web3. So come on, moms, travel back to the future with us. You are a host of a Twitter space every week that started as ABCs as a, mm-hmm. of NFTs. It seems like you all have graduated onto bigger and better themes. But like for my audience, can we bring it back to those early sessions that you did and just kind of walk the listeners through the basic sure. terminology they need to know if they're crypto curious? Here's the uh, elevator version of the things I've been absorbing, if you can just latch onto one little thing, it'll just be a nugget of information to push you forward. So, you know, before I start talking about NFTs, we have to talk about the bigger picture buzzwords Mm -hmm. that have been floating around like Web3. You know, you have to talk about Web1 and Web2 before you talk about Web3. So um, Web1 was the first phase of the internet and it was just reading. You couldn't do anything other than look at it and read it and scroll and, you know, it was the 80s to early 2000s. It was like when we dialed into um, AOL, remember? Absolutely. Like, and you had to like... like <laughs> kicked off if somebody picked up the yeah. phone. Exactly. <laughs> so Web 2 is the version that we exist in right now. So it's interactive. You know, under you can create content. You can consume content. You can interact with it. You can chat with your friends. You can buy and sell things on Etsy. You know, that's... Or being Instagram influencers. Instagram influencers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You could be an influencer on Instagram and you piss one person off and you get banned for life and boom, you know, there, there mm-hmm. goes your source. Of or data. they change the algorithm and then exactly. you don't get as many followers, right? I mean, that that's the big thing. So you mm-hmm. think you have this great thing going and then poof, you know, your livelihood is affected and that's pretty scary to not really have control over that. So to have access to all these wonderful Web2 things, your information is kind of bought and sold by these big corporations. So you, privacy concerns, security, yep. And control over your online information is kind of non-existent. So with Web3, it's a collective we rather than just centralized entities. Mm -hmm. It's a way to cut out the middleman is the best way I can put it. And just be able to reach the people you want to reach immediately and Mm -hmm. vice versa and create revenue streams based on that. I can move on. (laughs) Yes, let's move on. So how do NFTs, NFTs. crypto and everything kind of build on this structure. People confuse crypto with NFTs and crypto is different from NFTs. Crypto is a currency that you, it's just money basically, but it's digital money on the blockchain and you can buy it and sell it. That's all you can do with it. NFTs are different because NFTs are actually called non-fungible tokens and they are bought with crypto and, but they are not crypto. A pe- like a non-fungible object is a piece of artwork like the Mona Lisa or your dog. Like your dog is non-fungible. You can't swap out your dog. So, mm-hmm. um, and token just means digital file. So 
this is where my Gen Xy stuff comes in. Mm-hmm. I think of a non-fungible token. It's like a Cabbage Patch Kids birth certificate. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> such a good way to think about it. it. I don't know. I never thought about it that way. Right? That's right. It's like a certificate yeah. of authenticity uh-huh. of ownership. Mm-hmm. And instead of being on paper and stored in a shoebox under your bed, it's stored on the blockchain. The way I make the blockchain makes sense to me. It's like a ledger. Yeah, it's a ledger. So when you go and they yeah. stamp the the library book, you can see the stamps of all the mm-hmm. people that have had it before you. And so it's a way mm-hmm. to look back at the history of who has checked out the book. And that's the blockchain, essentially. You can trace your token all the way back. So you know, it's authentic, you know, it's real, you know, it has, you know, who's owned it previously. And um, it just creates a source of validation and security. Who would have thought 80s nostalgia can explain NFTs in the blockchain? But it's really that simple. NFTs are tokenized digital files that represent digital or real world items like artwork, real estate, property rights, and a bunch of other things. Tokenizing these real-world tangible assets makes buying and selling and trading them much more efficient. Just like the old-school method of checking out a library book by rubber stamping the checkout and due date on the card, each transaction is recorded on the blockchain. Most of them so far on the Ethereum blockchain, so you can trace the history of transactions, reducing the probability of fraud. So why is all this important? Because in the current iteration that we're experiencing, which is mostly in digital art form, NFTs are creating a global marketplace, a peer-to-peer transaction for artists and content creators. Just process that for a moment. Artists are able to sell straight to consumers, democratizing who is an artist and allowing content to be distributed without a middleman, you know, like an auction house or large distributor, more quickly and broadly. Traditionally, artists or creators only get paid once on the initial sale, but since NFTs are digital tokens, artists and creators can program royalties into their NFT, and that ensures that they get a portion of each future sale of their creation. Also, many NFT projects, including GenX NFT, donate a percentage of their funds to charity of their choice. Currently, OpenSea is the largest digital marketplace for NFTs, where you can buy, sell, and discover digital items. Next, Sarah and I discuss a great example of how NFTs allow people to crowdsource with like-minded individuals quickly and provide impact while building community. Web3, it's very easy to find like-minded people that are that have your passion and mission, and then you can just be a part of that experience and learn things about this new technology and the way the future will be along the way. If you can create something or be a part of something where you have a little bit of ownership, A, what does that do for your soul and your spirit, but B, also you, can, you have a voice and you can um, make some money if you're an artist. You can make a huge impact really fast and more bang for your buck in this space. And then if you find other people that are aligned with your mission, they do it as well. And boom, you have a movement. How did you learn about crypto? For me, 
once I decided that this was something I wanted to research, that it wasn't that much material out there. And like I was watching YouTube videos of like crypto bros, <laughs> listening to podcasts. Um, there's just very little material that I felt I could relate to. So maybe just talk about your rabbit hole moment. Like what made, what kind of clicked in your mind and then how did you go about researching? Just like you, it was just like these super young tech bros speaking a language I didn't understand. My sister got me into it, which was so cool. Back Mm -hmm. in 2018, she was like, there's this thing called crypto and Bitcoin. We need to buy it. And so I- Is had, your sister older or younger? She's older. She's two years older, which is so surprising. Oh, okay. Because my yeah. brother got me into it, but he's eight years younger. Oh, so it was like a millennial who brought totally. me in. Yeah. What's well, funny, my Gen X sister brought me in, but my Gen Z nephew kept me there. <laughs> According to a morning consult study, the largest group of NFT collectors are millennials at 23%. Only 8% of Gen X- of Gen Z and 2% of baby boomers say they collect NFTs, with men being more than three times as likely to be NFT collectors as women. Sarah continues with the story of her Web3 rabbit hole moment. When Mark Zuckerberg put out that metaverse video, do you remember that video where he like- No, what is it? Oh my gosh, he was like standing in the metaverse. It was like the first mention of the word metaverse. It kind of made Mm -hmm. metaverse go mainstream. So I had a legit panic attack. I started thinking, wow, this Mm -hmm. metaverse is going to be like that movie Ready Player Mm -hmm. One, where everybody lives Mm -hmm. in this virtual world and the rest of the world is going to hell. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Like the rabbit hole moment was kind of me having a panic attack about what Web3 could be and then suddenly thinking, oh my gosh, I have to protect my daughter. This is obviously her future. I need to learn this language. I need to understand it so I can have... um, protect her from it and educate her about it and keep her safe and grow with her and, you know, have something in common with her. <laughs> I love it. You had like that mama bear moment, oh, right? Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, if you're going to go down, I'm going down with you. <laughs> totally. <laughs> We're all going to be living in the metaverse. You're going to be my neighbor. <laughs> I think like the whole idea of decentralization really makes sense to me and giving ownership to the creators. I think that's kind of like my rabbit hole moment when I read about NFTs and I was in the middle of homeschooling and everything too. On web two, you can Google anything and you can make a lesson plan, right? All these teachers and educators or whoever creates these, it's all offered on the web for free. But imagine if you tokenize it. Then, you know, they don't have to rely on the royalties from YouTube or the ad revenues or the impression royalties. Like you own your lesson plans and they're tokenized and people have to pay you for it. And and I just the freedom that comes from that, I thought was was super, super fascinating. And that's kind of like. That's where I am now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. NFTs aren't just art. They can be music. They can be books. They can be education. They can be uh, connections. Right. Yeah. Any Anything. They can, right? It's just there's what they are, what, what they are now and what they will be is just night and day. So what do you do with it, all your NFTs? Like, do you keep oh. them on your computer? Like, yeah, they, how do know, they bring you joy? My NFTs bring me joy whenever I go to OpenSea and I click and I open them up and I look at them. I think eventually I would love to um, make physical prints of them and create like an NFT. Mm. Well, kind of, you know, you see this thing behind me. Those are just samples of my NFT collection coming out. But I'd love to make, you know, my own art gallery. If I'm talking to people out there that are listening about 
Well, what do I get for it? But you can hold on to it and hope it increases in value, which is one way to make money from it. And then mm-hmm. you can sell it. You own it. It's a piece of art that you own. Do, you can make t-shirts out of it. I've seen people start bands. I've seen people, you know, make cartoons. Oh, around their NFTs. Around their NFTs. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Cause you own the property. You, that's it's right, your, right, it's your yeah. piece of art. There is utility for people who buy it besides yeah, just like exactly. putting it on your desktop and looking at mm-hmm. it and like petting it on your desktop. Exactly. Like not, exactly. Like you're oh. just, you can actually use Use it to create revenue streams if you choose to. While Sarah and I spoke about the utility of NFTs for buyers, I think one of the most powerful illustrations of the impact of Web3 for women and for moms is the personal story of Miss Al Simpson. She is a Scottish digital and collage artist and one of the artists of the Seneca Woman Equality Collection, which was an NFT drop of six pieces created by global female artists where the proceeds of that sale were donated to the nonprofit Vital Voices in support of Ukrainian women. So Miss Al Simpson's self-portrait for the collection featured the phrases, peer-to-peer is genderless, I heart NFTs, equality is decentralized, Web3 equals no middleman. These are all themes Sarah and I have spoken about so far in our conversation and the tenets of Web3 that really change the trajectory of Miss Alsonson's life shortly after her divorce. You know, I got divorced and, you know, the, the laws in Scotland are quite harsh on mothers on divorce. And my, my business, because it, it required a lot of capital, you know, I, I kind of floundered and that business kind of went to the wayside. But my art, kind of held me up. And then as soon as the blockchain happened, I, I just knew that it's huge potential for me as an artist. And as that, as that started to happen um, and the sales started to come in, just that feeling of gradual, more and more financial independence, really rags to riches, to be honest, just it's so empowering. And I, I just think there's huge potential with Web3 for women, for mothers to really burst through. You're listening to Cashing Our Trillion. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. 
not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Miss Al Simpson's story of transforming her life from being a penniless artist to one of the most successful international female crypto artists highlights how the blockchain has given her the opportunities to reach her full potential and achieve financial freedom to support herself and her children. Sarah extends this thought and reflects on how understanding Web3 is a natural progression in momming as we keep up with the technologies that will fuel our children's lives. Now, like you're spreading this NFT gospel, like what do you think is the aha moment for other moms, like as you're educating them in this process? Sadly, Mm -hmm. the bad has been more highlighted than the good in the NFT world for the aha moment for moms is like, regardless of all of that, protect your kids because they won't think it's this. They will think it's amazing. And it is a different language to learn. Mm -hmm. So the earlier you Mm -hmm. speak this language of Web3, the earlier you'll be able to communicate with your children as this becomes their everyday reality. You know, and I'm like, (laughs) I always joke, don't be a boomer about it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be it's so funny like we're acting like it doesn't exist or we stick our head in the sand it's it's happening you don't need to like it oh it's happening right now I think like Mm because we we were chatting before about ed3 I think that's probably how our children might transition into it and using AI in the classrooms I mean especially now like I don't know how it is in Hawaii but Arizona we have a major teacher shortage right and then using AI or, you know, learning in the metaverse might be the solution. And especially as we've all gone through the pandemic, we've all homeschooled and there's a lot of asynchronous learning now and that's more socially mm-hmm. acceptable. I think, you yeah. know, Web3 kind of balances that. Totally. Actually, like you said, educators, they want to actually see what this all is about and then use use that technology to, uh, you know, 
uplift what they're doing currently. And I think that's and bring more people into it. So I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Let's maybe back up a little. So we kind of gave everyone like a breakdown of all the vocab and then the the different terminology we use. I think there's a little bit of a leap like, okay, now I kind of know what it is. That sounds interesting. But then how do I get involved? Like how do, like what are the logistical next steps? Like all those NFTs behind you, they look amazing, but like how do I buy that? Yeah, <laughs> <Right>? exactly. <laughs> so for newbies coming in, I think the best thing to do is to find a community that you like and trust and then look for their mm-hmm. educational resources because most of them will have them. You know, I have them on mm-hmm. my website. Um, you know, there's another really great um women-led collection called uh, The Hug, which is Mm -hmm. um, founded by Randy Zuckerberg. Uh And then there's My BFF, which is uh, founded by a bunch of celebrities, but they're doing really good things for women and non-binary people Mm -hmm. in the space. And so you can go to any of these kind of uh, more well-known communities and just fart around on their Discord or go to their YouTube page and just kind of educate yourself. Takes a minute. It's kind of annoying. But once you set it up, then you're good to go. But for me, because I'm a Gen Xer and because Mm -hmm. this is also confounding and I'm a mom and I don't have time, right? And if I want to get, you know, 65 million Gen Xers or even just my Facebook mom group, you know, come on in. If they were like, okay, I have 10 minutes. How do I buy an NFT? You know, a lot of collections are now giving you the ability to purchase them with credit cards. My first NFT was the Matrix NFT, and mm-hmm. um, I bought it with a credit card. And they created an instant wallet for me. And oh, um, okay. and so it just sits there, and I can transfer mm-hmm. it into my own wallet should I choose to create a wallet later. So that's mm-hmm. what a lot of collections are doing now, and that's what I'm doing with mine too. Oh, that's good to know because I've definitely been lazy on that. Like I've bought... Uh- the coins and the cryptocurrency, but to make that leap to NFTs or like sometimes I'll see they're like, oh, click on this to buy the NFT. And then I'm, they're like, oh, you have to create a wallet. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh that's too much work or, totally. or I need to research a little bit more. So, so well, that, that's definitely been a limiting thing for me. A hundred percent. And it can be kind of scary mm-hmm. because so, if you lose it, it's gone. <laughs> that's oh. the mom in us, right? Like yeah. take responsibility oh, for your own actions. hundred percent. You don't want to lose that. You have to really trust yourself. And that's hard. You know, when I was a new mom, I didn't know what I was doing. So it, it, you have to learn to grow and trust. And, you know, that's one thing where the community of uh, Web3 is so vital because this is where you find your people and they support you and you can bounce ideas off of them. Yeah, I think I read that in your BuzzFeed article, right? You're talking about how there is this like loving, awesome Web3 community. Oh, for sure. So, you know, I feel just like the women in the space are just like true heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so unwanted <laughs> because the tech bros are like, eh. and especially older women in this space, like I have no business being here, right? Like I am 45. I'm a mom. I don't have a tech background, but I'm here. And there are a lot of us. I'm here but, with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. One of my mom friends, uh, Bren her, from Lux Ladies NFT, great collection. She helped me build my discord and another mom, a tired oh, yeah, mom. I've seen that one, yeah. She helped build my website because she's a web developer. Uh, Meta Women's Club NFT are starting a university in the metaverse where they will educate women and non-binary and LGBTQIA3 so they can get a job in Web3. And they bought land in the metaverse and they're building a university and it's really cool. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So I, we just all uplift each other. It's not mm-hmm. competitive. The mom-led communities, they have spaces that moms can come in and lean on for support, even if it has nothing to do with Web3. So like my tired moms 
friend, Diana, her Discord actually has kind of an on-site doula. So if you join the Discord, don't need to buy the NFT, you can go in there and you can like ask questions to this really educated person about just postpartum stuff and what, what mom stuff. We're all still human. We all still want connection. This is just another way to connect people. And I love that because even in like the real world, you don't really find that a lot. Women can get yeah, really yeah, yeah. competitive and moms can get competitive. Who has the best birthday party? You're like I, I can, do in the metaverse. I, I know, right? Can you imagine? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> like one friend shows up. <laughs> like, hi guys. <laughs> I want this to click for moms. Yeah, me too. I hope that my collection and other collection that are women-led make it so easy <laughs> to just like read one thing for five minutes and then they get it. Oh, I understand now. Like <laughs> kind of frazzled, rambly mom who, you know, has seems to have done a bunch <laughs> of stuff in her yourself. life. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it just takes courage and curiosity. You're just learning something new and you can do it safely if you find the right people. So many moms that I've encountered, it's, it's so interesting to see the lack of interest. But I think we're just all really tired because of COVID, because of homeschooling, because of the abortion ban, because of all the stuff that's going on. And it's like one more thing to have to learn. I'm a mom. Like yeah. I'm just too tired to learn something new. Like exactly. you just said, you just said a whole bunch of words that make no sense to me. And I have no desire to yep. learn something new when I have three kids to pick up, yep. a dish full of sink, like <laughs> a sink totally. full of dishes. Sink full of dishes. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. And like, you know, a million things on my to-do list. Like yep. if this doesn't put food on the table and change my life, like I'm out. You know, that's so well put, unless you're really active in it and a, a trader or a creator or a flipper or a collector, you're not, it's not going to put on food on the table right now. It's, mm -hmm. but if you aren't at least curious about it now, it will never put food on the table. And then by the time it does drag you into it, there won't be any room left for you. It's kind of dystopian now that I think about it. So that's why we got to get in I there. Know, I was like, not if we take <laughs> over first. <laughs> the moms need to get in there. We get shit done. Look at what we did when Zoom school happened. With like three days, we had, you know, 20 million kids on Zoom school. Like if, if you have to make a change yeah. drastically, like moms are the people that are going to do it. True. That's true. Talk a little bit, like maybe about your origin yeah. story. Like you're very much a child of the 80s, but like perhaps walk us through your life before you enter the NFT space. I worked in TV show reality casting for a good decade. I worked on Survivor and The Bachelor. That kind of segued into me writing about it. I've been doing NFTs for about a year and I've been able to juggle both. And I do the mom life stuff and that, you know, school and lunch and breakfast and all that. I still do my day job, but it's on my time, which is great. So that's kind of my origin story as far as how what I did before NFTs. But I actually, I was thinking about this a lot as a woman in this space and as a mom in this space. I was 18 years old living in Seattle during the dot-com boom. And I missed it completely. And I think back to that 18-year-old girl, like, man, what could she have done in that time if I actually had access or education? Today, I see Web3 starting to happen. And I'm like, well, I don't want to miss this boat too. And I think about that for so many other women and moms and marginalized individuals, how they too are probably thinking, hmm, 
it's just too much. It's too hard. I have tech experience. And it's just about finding the people that you resonate with and relate to and can trust. And there's a certain amount of, you know, living on a prayer, you know, a little faith you have to have in yourself. But that's amazing. And it's all working towards yourself and promoting and creating revenue streams for yourself. A hundred percent. Like, can you... Can you just give some examples of like how you're personally finding financial freedom through the blockchain and doing this NFT work? As an NFT founder, you know, creator of this collection, the ultimate goal will be a launch of this NFT collection. We'll hopefully sell it out and everybody will be really happy because they have a great NFT and utility from that NFT. And then the revenue stream um, I'll get for myself is hopefully a little revenue from that. And then, you know, but most of it will be immediately put back into the business so we can do another collection. And it's exciting to think about me who doesn't really have any business being a business, a business owner or a tech person, but doing it um, because I'm so passionate about it and I'm learning every day. And it just shows me that there is a seat at the table for anybody in this space. You know, I've worked with entertainment, I've worked in advertising, I've succeeded in anything I've ever done. So this hopefully will just be another another place I do that. You know, it takes very little to start an NFT collection. It takes very little to buy an NFT. It takes no money to join a community. Oh, oh, and this is another thing. You could get paid by a company to go and explain to them what an NFT is. Like become a consultant in Web3. There, you know, think about 10 years ago, nobody knew what a social media manager was. Yeah, they're everywhere now. Even if you don't want to make an NFT, don't want to buy an NFT, never want to own crypto, you could still have a very lucrative career in Web3. And because you just because just to have they, knowledge about it. Just to have it. knowledge. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then to teach other people, I guess, mm-hmm. because it's so new. Yeah. And, and, and people need to get up to speed. But I think once once you get a taste of it and once you you latch onto something, I think you really get sucked in. Totally. Is what I noticed. Oh, I think so. I, this will be a college major. I mean, this will be a full-on college major. You think about computer I think it science is. and- my fifth grader is going to learn about it this year. Oh my gosh. See, and, and that's Bitcoin, fun. Yeah. I love that. I think that, you know, it's a moment in time and it's happening. So you should learn about it. He's like, he's going to do a chapter on economics and Bitcoin will be explained to him. <laughs> I don't know how, but. Yeah. And then honestly, he can go and give um, speeches to companies and be a little entrepreneur because he will probably know so <laughs> much more. <laughs> It's all said and done. Yeah, we'll see. So I've been staring behind you at your collection. (laughs) Talk about it. Like, where did you get this idea for this Latchkey Kid collection? Maybe like describe it to people. Oh, sure. Yes. I want to be the ambassador for Gen X women in this space specifically. So, you know, I'm like, if a tired Gen X mom can do it, anybody can. (laughs) And, you know, so my collection is 3,000 latchkey kids because growing Mm -hmm. up in the 80s and early 90s you know you were a latchkey kid you wore a chain around your neck to get you in the door to and you would go and eat your cereal and watch cartoons until a parent came home and then you do were you a latchkey kid i was a latchkey kid absolutely both my parents were and kids are young goats so the uh, Mm -hmm. so the visuals of the actual art they're like cute little goats but they're uh-huh. But they're throwbacks, they're pop culture retro throwbacks. And so you can have some nostalgia about your youth in these NFTs. So a lot of them are have the hairstyles or the wardrobe or they're holding cool little things, trapper keepers and magic eight balls and you know all of these fun things. That we yeah, I see a cassette tape behind you. Cassette tape. I see exactly. Michael Jordan too. <laughs> I know. We have um, a collection of generative art. Basically, you create all these amazing pieces of art and then you mix them all together and then they come up with these generative pieces so you don't exactly know what you're getting. 
And then that's what makes them unique. And and then also, I also have created some one of ones, which are hand drawn, totally original, unlike any other of um, homages to Gen X icons. In. So that's what's behind yeah, you. Yeah, that's a lot of what's right. behind okay. me. Yeah. So you can see people that we loved from our youth. Oh my gosh, is that Bob Ross? Yes, I need Bob Ross. You know, <laughs> is that a Bob Ross I quote? need Bob Ross. <laughs> I have to go online and look for that one. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, we're, we're starting to do reveals and we're starting to kind of mm-hmm. ramp up for our, for our launch date. And it's actually really cool. We're doing some um, collaborations with um, in real life brands of 80s brands. That's why it makes... Uh, joining an NFT drop really exciting because you don't know what you're going to get. You'll buy and you could get a super duper rare one that's like instantly worth a ton of money or it's instantly something you want or or you could just get another cool piece of art and they're it's all like cool. like Pokemon cards. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're collectibles. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. A lot of what people do is they find one that looks like them and then they use that as their avatar, which is really right. fun. That's but... what you see on the Twitter handles and exactly. the Instagram handles. Yeah. Exactly. I want to be an easy entry point for people to get into this space and hopefully fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. So they can then see the world that's opened up to them and be like, oh, there's another NFT collection that's trying to save the national forests. Oh, and there's another NFT collection that's working with indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Once they're in here, they can see this world opened up to them. Yeah. And it's like, so it sounds like you're in this space for the long haul too. I mean, because maybe talk about the difficulties of doing this right now in a crypto winter kind of environment as well, right? Yeah, it's definitely slowed down and got quiet. I even got quiet for a while. I was a little like, mm-hmm. oh man, what's going on here? But I, I found my I found my brave again and I went for it. <laughs> and I, for you. I know because yeah. I'm like, do I dollar cost average into this? I don't know. You know, it's low and slow. I'm like a nice brisket, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I take it very slow and observe and I'm like, okay, we'll get there someday. I'm not in a rush. I'm in this yeah. for the long run. And I think that this crypto winner has really created a smaller community and you can connect directly with higher uppers that you might not have had access to before. Just like me being able to talk oh, to you. Right well, now. thank you. <laughs> I'm flattered. Uh, it's quieter, it's smaller, and it's not so FOMO hype. Oh my gosh, if you don't mm, buy that's true, that's the true. land next to Snoop Dogg in the metaverse, you're going to lose. You know, So no, this, just get in, start small. Poke your nose around, mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, this is interesting. What are they doing? You know, people get caught up in the tech and the Web3 and the crypto and all that stuff. But at its at its very base, it's just humans connecting with humans through art. And um, I think that that's an important thing to note because I think that gets lost a lot <laughs> when people talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Everyone's like always all more focused on the technology. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. it will. The technology yeah, will the, definitely change. Yeah. Like the technology... And it's great and it should, and it, it won't always be about what mm-hmm. it's about now. But right now, this is what it's about. And if it interests you, learn about it mm-hmm. and be a part of it. It's a it's a cheap, easy way to be a part of a future that is going to completely transform the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we won't be holding those Cabbage Patch Kid birth certificates forever, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so Sarah, my last question for you, how will you cash your trillions? So 
I think about this a lot. My dream mm -hmm. in life is to own a home and it's very difficult to do. And so I will cash my trillions by purchasing a house or at least getting money for a down payment on a house. <laughs> that is how I cash my in trillions. In Hawaii. <laughs> in Hawaii if possible. But you know what? Mm -hmm. um, in this market, <laughs> you can't be too picky. But um, yeah, ideally, man, if I could, I would uh, buy a house in Hawaii. That would be an amazing way to cash my trillions. The information provided in this episode does not constitute investment, financial, or trading advice. Please conduct your own due diligence and consult your financial advisor before making any investment decisions. This episode was produced by me and sound edited by Shen. Cashing Our Trillions is part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. If you have a story to share, please email us at cashingourtrillions at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, please take a moment to rate and review it. It would really mean so much to me. Thank you for listening. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.